This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Live from Studio C. Oh, Steve Danyar. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today on a Monday, welcome back to a new year. We're under the tutelage of our general manager, Kassem Soleimani, former general of the Quds Force, the Revolutionary Guard, Iranian leader. Put that music up, Michael. It's a party. We're having a party or kicking off here with the party. This is a party, man. It's an information party. You ever been to an information party? Oh, they're fun. You want to hear my favorite Kassem Soleimani joke? Absolutely. Hey, do you hear Kassem Soleimani stopped smoking yesterday? Hey, that's a good one. <laughs> hey. Where how old that joke is. I might go back centuries. That's a good one. I don't know. It's mostly about cannonballs and bayonets back in the day, wasn't it? You almost have to explode somebody to make that joke. Well, I suppose, uh, so, I don't know, uh, maybe pouring boiling oil on them back in the Middle Ages. That'd fit the bill. I remember when the Clinton impeachment happened and our boss at the time said that's the, uh, what did he say? It was the Talk Radio Employment Act. Full Employment Act of 2000, whenever it was, 98. Well, and I kind of thought that when I saw about this arena. 98? Whatever. When I, I can't saw... be troubled. I can't have <laughs> trouble remembering what year it is now. It's 2020. Don't abbreviate it either. I saw that article 50 times. Anyway, don't back abbreviate, to the impeachment. Don't, don't abbreviate what? 2020. Like don't just put, like, today's date would be one six twenty. For God's sake, don't write that. Why? Because somebody could change it to 2019 and charge you interest or oh, 2021 right. and Give post it. Give me a break. Scammers, Jack. Wow. Scammers. First of all, that's for anybody who writes check. Rule number one, <laughs> protect yourself at all times. Right? Wow. I hadn't heard that. Oh, yeah. God, I missed stupid controversies like that. <laughs> Good God. That's not a controversy. You, Everyone agrees on that one. You know what's interesting to do is, like, I missed, like, I don't know, in there somewhere, I probably missed a week of news. Uh, and then they go back to the DVR and try to watch a show that's, like, three days old or something like that, a new show, and everything seems so stupid. And you got to remember that. The day it happened, everybody was acting like it was a big deal. Right. The day that that happened. Now, if it's not worth watching three days later, if you think, well, this is old, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. If it's not worth watching three days later, why would you? Why would it be a big deal at the time? Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of my motto last year. It might be my motto again this year. If it's not a story next week, I don't even want to talk about it. The one thing that struck me, having read selectively during the holiday period, but mostly just uh, screwed around and enjoyed the loving embrace of my family, <clears throat> was that when you come back to the, the, the broadcast media in particular, although the pre guys do this too, it, it's, what was clear to me is how nakedly they are promotional of each story of how they have to convince you that everything's huge. And it's just, you know, once you step away from it, it's obvious. And this Soleimani thing is a perfect example. This is big, but it's not big in the ways that they're they're saying it is, and everybody's exaggerating everything. You know, David Petraeus said yesterday, um, he's the guy who ran the whole war thing for a while until he uh, hadn't found out where he was having an affair. If you're having an affair, you no matter no matter how great a military leader you are, you cannot run our war if you had an affair. 
Which is a good rule. You're blackmailable. Um, but uh, anyway, he uh, he said this is a bigger deal than Osama bin Laden or al-Baghdadi. He said it's a significantly bigger deal than that. Oh, yeah. Thought, wow, that's that's a heck of a statement from him. Anyway, back to the other story. There, there were people actually making a news story out of don't write 2020 on your checks. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, want, I uh, want them all here. I want everybody you saw on the news talking about this. I want them in the room, and I want to fight them. To be part of my New Year's resolution <laughs> wow. to get in better shape. More fighting. I want to fight all the anchors who actually talked about this in serious tones. You're going to fight guys? Like, what, a weekly basis? Were they or? talking in serious tones? Oh, yeah. It was funny. Oh, my God. My daughter and I were joking about it, how we were getting bombarded from every direction as we were scanning the news a couple of days ago. It might, I'm reading this story here from wherever it's from. It might not be a high probability scam, but even police departments, including East Minnecock Department in Maine, mm. well, <laughs> if it includes them. I tell you what, <laughs> if it the Minnecockans and even more importantly the East Minnecockans have their uh, radar up, it's time to pay attention. <laughs> well, that doesn't help your argument when you say that. Even police departments, including the East Minnecock Department in Maine, in their Facebook post. Say it's smart advice and could potentially save you some trouble down the road. First thing I check every morning, the East Minnecock Police Department Facebook page. Wow. Well, they're on the leading edge of America, if you will, if you as write, the world turns. If you write 1120 on a check, or, or 1720 on a check this right. week, one could easily change it to 172017, and now your signature is on an incorrect document. Right. And you know what it's like to have your signature on an incorrect document. Countless repercussions. Oh, my God. Think of that. You'd start the year off with a nightmare. That's the first really stupid story of the year that I've heard. It's setting a high standard, too. I was able to, yeah, no kidding. I was able to avoid that sort of stuff for two weeks, and now it's back in my life. I saw examples like if you borrow money. And and you sign it. I owe you, uh, you know, interest uh, on this uh, starting on this date, one oh six twenty. That they could change it to twenty sixteen, and then hit you up for four years worth of interest. Are a lot of us doing that? Penning our own that IOUs all the time. Exactly. <laughs> just, just show me this bar napkin later. I'll know it's good. Because wow. you guys is this round. That, I owe you next. I owe you. I know. I know. It's the it's letter spot sense. It's a heck of a thing, but somebody should write this down. We might have the stupidest controversy. The stupidest fake story. Well, it's it's twenty twenty, and we're not even a week in yet. Well, right. There's there's scaring you is strategy number one. Now you've got to be scared of what year it is. That is hilarious. Well, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We got to talk a lot about the whole Iran thing. We got a debate next week because there is a presidential election this year. Don't threaten me. Debate next week and and new polls out with uh, a surging Bernie Sanders among other things. So. Talk about that later. But let's introduce everybody to start off a brand new year. There's Michelangelo pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. You haven't seen him in two weeks. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing great. I had a wonderful Christmas, had a wonderful New Year's, and um, I enjoyed watching the Golden Globes a little bit last night with my uh, parents. You know, they're in their 70s, and they're easily offended, and so it, it, it's really funny to watch. You know, the person gets up there, and my mom will be all, who are they? She shouldn't be on television. Look at that dress. You know, I can't believe they put her on television looking like that. I agree. Harlots. That's funny. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun, you know, to watch them get offended after each person. Yeah, there is nothing stupider than award shows. And and I tuned in for a little bit last night to the Golden Globes, and and, and it was re-reminded just how stupid the whole thing is. But Ricky Gervais monologue was an all-timer, and we will be playing lots of it throughout the morning. My parents were highly offended. I'm sure. (laughs) I would gladly listen to it three times per hour 
for the entire show today. I know. Ricky Gervais. I, 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 I'm thinking of kiss flying to wherever he is and kissing him right on the mouth. Oh, it was so good. And we'll give you heaping helpings of that throughout the morning. He was mocking it in the way you want it to be mocked, no doubt about it. Other than that, though, award shows are repugnant. My they favorite, disgust me. My favorite part of that, though, is watching those stars look at each other. Should I laugh? I want to laugh, but I can't. Right. Is this okay to is laugh? This okay are we, to are laugh we all, all, all going to rise up against it? Oh, no, we're going to pretend it's funny. <laughs> like, we're, we're on the good side of this, not the bad side of this. Don't call them stars. Call them actors. I'm just going to start calling them actors. Stars. What's a star? There's Forget it. Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed to discover that uh, one of what I consider to be the, my top two barbecue joints uh, has uh, added a new entertainment feature to, to their establishment, that being the, the hip-happening trend of axe-throwing. Um, oh, <laughs> we've talked I've about seen this. this. Yeah, and I was already just philosophically opposed to it because all I've seen are clips of you know axe throwing, just amateurs at a bar just bouncing axes off the wall with them coming back towards the person holding the smartphone camera trying to film this for Instagram <laughs> or whatever. So far, so good. Yeah, so, no what part right do you not like? <laughs> well, the part where when I go and I try to enjoy a delicious uh, barbecue before a sports event. That all of a sudden, in addition to the regular din and uh, ambient sounds right. of a sports bar, you get right. the sound of people dropping bricks on the floor every 7 to 13 oh seconds. Oh, my God. These people are just yeah. bouncing axes off the ground, off the wall. It is, I don't understand how this is a, a good business decision in, wow. in any way to just shoehorn axe throwing into the dining room area. <laughs> Of your already successful restaurant. It Surely is, it will come and go. It is kind of random to just throw in. Put it, it in the basement. N- noisier? I think I know the place you're talking about. It's already noisy enough. Yeah. Now Holy with oil cow. changes. I mean, whatever, <laughs> all kinds of things you could add in if you wanted to. We now now with a shooting range. <laughs> bam! 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 <laughs> Uh, in memoriam for Marshall Phillips sitting there. Uh, oh, you know, it's uh, in, in his place. I had a dream about Marshall last night. I dreamt that he showed up to work this morning and said, I got to work one more day to fulfill some sort of requirement. We're like, (laughs) oh, okay. I mean, what are we going to do? Throw him out? What an interesting dream. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about him. Our old friend, Marshall. I really need better dreams. I also see, despite my T-shirts prodding, (laughs) neither of you have asked me about my T-Rex. Okay, well, we'll ask you about that later. Ask me about my (laughs) T-Rex T-shirts. You guys should do that later. We, we, We definitely will. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It's Monday, January 6th, kicking off a brand new year, the year 2020. We are Armstrong. We got to talk about we have plenty in 2020. What do you think of that? I think it's terrible. (laughs) It's one of the many suggestions we've gotten. Oh, we'll run through some of the many suggestions for a for a slogan for the year. Okay, but we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this uh, program. All right, Lynn, let's begin officially for the new decade. Those of you say no, actually, the new decade say, oh, oh, I hate you so much. Why don't you write twenty twenty on your check? Yeah, people who say that are going to be part of Jack's new workout plan. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Let's begin at Mark. If you do win an award tonight. Don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So, if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your God, and <laughs> And F off. <laughs> no, what, we need to explore his mindset at this point. How does he approach that game? I think think it's pretty simple, his mindset. 
It's called fu money. It's having so much money you don't care about anything. Oh yeah, that that I get, and and uh, what did it were? But why does he show up? I mean, why does he do that gig? Is he just taking delight in seeing how far he can push it at this point? I don't know. We'll play a lot more of it uh, later. <clears throat> we can discuss. I think part of it is just that the Hollywood understands that, listen, the only way we'll continue to get people to watch our garbage is if we hire somebody to beat the hell out of us. And that's true. Oh, but the ratings were pretty good for that. Um, uh, the Harvey Weinstein trial, he came in for a kicking last night, uh, begins today. That's among the many things we'll be talking about throughout the morning and possible war with Iran and all that. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's uh, mediocre at best, frankly. <laughs> okay, that's a good way to start off the new year. Yeah. You don't want to start off too strong and set unrealistic expectations. Oh, well, we're not going to. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. of the high-stakes playoff action. I watched my first few minutes of football of the year, of the season. I guess it's a new year, but including last season, because I wanted to see the end of Tom Brady's career, which I think I did. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have said it was going to be, but you knew, apparently. I thought it might it, be. It so. could be. Yeah. I they're talking about quarter. him signing with all sorts of other people now. Of course, they talk about a lot of stuff, Good don't enough. they? Yeah. Yeah, mailbag. <laughs> received two unexpected presents on this first day back to work after a couple weeks off. Number one, I hopped in the car this morning and my son, who had been home briefly, but had used my car a lot, had left me with a late Christmas present of an empty gas tank. No. And I mean empty. Oh, wow. I'll have to jot him up. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. A little text to thank him for that. That's hilarious. And then the uh, the copier decided to throw a fit this morning. The printer and, and mailbag uh, just got reprinted. Long story short, uh, here is your freedom-loving quote of the day. Abe Lincoln, 16th president. We, the people, are the rightful masters of both Congress and the courts. Not to overthrow the Constitution, but to overthrow the men who would pervert the Constitution. Mm. you got to pay attention. Is Congress going to finally step up and take back its war powers? That's one of the great issues of uh, the bombing over the last several days we'll have to talk about. I would like to talk about that. It's a nice issue. Uh, let's see. This is uh, sent along by Jeff. Uh, let's apparently this is a uh, a tweet from somebody who asks Kasim Soleimani, uh, Kasem Soleimani, who has a Twitter account, asks him how are things in hell. Mm-hmm. Just want to know. And the general has replied. Uh, evidently, he is active on social media in hell. You know, it, well, hell is probably just all social media. That's what hell is. Anyway. Uh, how is hell? Well, it's uh, very hot. All the beer is warm. All those virgins they talk, talk about are men. This Adolf guy won't shut up. And lots of pissed off suicide bombers are saying this was not what they signed up for. A report from hell from General Soleimani. Through through Twitter. Through Yeah, okay. exactly. He's tweeting. So there is some suspension of disbelief <laughs> through and through on that little 
radio bit. <laughs> uh, let's see. John with Am- Well, I'll just read it. Happy New Year, A&G. Thank you, sir. God bless whoever builds the best of shows. I was off work Thanksgiving week, saved those podcasts, uh, tapped into Christmas best ofs to get through a really fantastic. Uh, love the show. Thanks, John. Uh, yeah, really beautiful job. I, I, I touched on the email, the, the social media, that sort of thing while we were on vacation. Yeah, p- the uh, response to the extra work put in on the podcast was overwhelming. Do you think there's any chance that people liked it better when we weren't here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I mean, there's, there's only one solution for that. That is to go back home. <laughs> Jack and Joe bots. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. How, uh, d- uh, we're almost out of time? Yeah. What? Eh, well, no we, got, time for that. we got three and a half more hours and, uh, uh, and many topics to get to. That's a good point. Hey, Sean, somebody went to Knives Out on your recommendation. Loved it. It's, if you want to see one movie this year, go see that one. It's, it's not fantastic. as good as 1917, according to the Golden Globes. What a great film, they say. It's not a movie. It's a film. Oh, okay. We should run smarter. We should <laughs> run through the winners of the Golden Globes. We should talk about the bombing no, and whether or not we're going to Iran. We got everybody's New Year's resolutions. Oh, so much good stuff all the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> We're nearly done. <laughs> Jesus. Great, it's already. Right, um, last one, last one. Come on, guys. Our next presenter starred in Netflix's Bird Box, a movie where people survive by acting like they don't see a thing. Sort of like working for Harvey Weinstein. You did it. You, I didn't. You did it. <laughs> Please welcome Sandra Bullock. <laughs> so those 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 spaces are bleeps. They they don't bleep in the normal way because it's live. So they bleep yeah. the with the way too much. Yeah. But he was dropping lots of f bombs. But I love that. Well, first of all, I like the presenter at the Golden Globes coming out at the end and saying, "Oh God, please kill me." <laughs> one more yes. one more award. Yes. <laughs> He looks at his watch and says, please kill me. <laughs> and then his Harvey Weinstein joke, and they all groan. Hey, you did it. He says, you effing did it. I right. didn't do it. You did it. Right. What are you groaning about? It's your world. <laughs> That's fantastic. Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes last night. Uh, I just loved how the minute he opened his mouth, everybody looked intensely uncomfortable <laughs> in the audience. Except for the, you know, the select few who don't really care. And they were they they don't take themselves quite so seriously. Uh, among stories we should talk about, the Harvey Weinstein trial does start today. And if you look at the actual trial, trial uh, though he is the face of the Me Too movement, and we all know he's a horrible rapist person and should be in hell, there are some problems with the actual case, as it is only two particular women, and uh, it's not inconceivable that he walks from this, mm. according to uh, people who follow this sort of thing. So maybe we'll talk about that later. But obviously, the biggest story in the world is. Trump bombing the hell out of some bad guy in a, in, a, in Iraq, actually an Iranian, and uh, how close we are to war. I was looking, I was following Liz Sly over the um, last several days of the Washington Post. We like Liz Sly. We're trying to get her on the show today. She's real busy following this. I'm sure we'll get her on at some point this week. But as she said yesterday, and this was after a couple of more uh, uh, Iranian bombs landed near some of our stuff. As Liz Sly said yesterday, the problem is that all it takes is one small error and the whole region would be engulfed. One of those bombs accidentally kills an American. 
They're lobbing toward our embassy and that sort of stuff. Who knows what happens at that point? Well, according to the president of the United States who tweeted the other day, he goes full-on badass. He's got uh, 52 sites in mind. Doesn't mind flattening them. We'll see. I'm not that worried about a big, giant war at this point. Uh, the, The people who run Iran are not stupid. And they understand uh, what the situation is. I mean, they're they're a little beagle, and and the United States is an eight hundred pound gorilla. Now, on purpose, I agree with you. But they they were lobbing bombs yesterday toward the embassy. Yeah. You hit a call, car full of Americans. What happens then? Well, we'll see. Time will tell. Uh, you know, it was funny over uh, the break. We didn't really communicate about uh, what do you think about that or whatever. We just said, "Oh my god, oh my god," and then went back to our vacations. Um, Time will tell, because bombing people and killing people was already going on. And Soleimani was in charge of it, and he's promoting it. He was traveling around organizing it. There were Americans dying. There was crap happening that needed to stop. And we had sent signals over and over and over again, you've got to stop that, or we're going to get you. And sure enough... Trump followed through on the promise that had been delivered to Iran's leadership, and and they blowed the guy up. How big a deal is it to you to know the reason why? The specifics of the imminent threat, you mean? Yeah, how imminent a threat was it? Oh, well, I, I would love to know. I know it's highly classified. Not very many people were alerted to what's going on. I did see one of them yesterday who did know what was going on, who has seen the intelligence, and that was Marco Rubio. I've never seen anybody drink so much water, Marco Rubio. He's very thirsty. And uh, he said, oh, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Well, we have a number of clips of Pompeo, uh, Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State, to play for you. But he said nobody who sees the classified briefing could possibly doubt that this was a serious threat. New York Times says there was great controversy in the decision room, and uh, a lot of people thought this is no big deal. One person quoted as saying, this is just another Monday in the Middle East. What's the big deal? Of course, the New York Times often makes stuff up. It's funny. I was just going to say, when I read a lot of things in the New York Times, and this is a shame, but it's true, uh, it's like a seven-year-old child uh, saying something to me uh, about a a giant bunny being outside. It might be true. I saw saw a list of uh, uh, winners and losers of the decade um, over, uh, well, lots of different places, and you probably did too, but one that caught my eye was one of the big losers of the decade mainstream corporate media, where it is today yeah. versus starting the last decade, starting 2010. Oh, clearly. Yeah. And there, and in 2010, I read a story like came out yesterday in the New York Times about uh, the, the, the lack of evidence for what Trump wanted to do and that sort of stuff, and I would have taken it seriously. But now I think might be true, might be partially true, might be completely false. I don't have the slightest idea, so what's the point of even reading it? It's some the way aid I feel. exaggerating their own importance, saying they were briefed on the discussions, whatever that means. It means somebody told them about them, who, who then gets in contact, and you know, it's a Trump-hating aide somewhere in the apparatus, who or, gets in touch with a Trump-hating reporter. Or it's not, but I don't have any idea. Right. So it, it's, it puts us in a difficult position in terms of trying to follow the news. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sure was what I was describing over and over again. Re the uh, Russian collusion thing and a handful of other things. Did the president so, yeah. have? Does the president have the authority to do that sort of thing? Yeah, I. You know, it'd be tough for me to put a percentage on it, but I'd say the New York Times has fallen seventy-five percent in my respectometer. 
from wow. very high. You have a respectometer. Quite low. Yes, I do. Is it internal or is it something you carry around? Internal. Like on watch. That'd be incredibly painful. No, it's very large. Well, Gator's internal. <laughs> it's not a piece of equipment. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. My Gator doesn't work either. <laughs> so is your respectometer something? But yes. So did the president have the authority to do it? That's another question, which I'm interested in because I've been saying for years that this whole. Uh, we can do it because of the 9-11 authorizations is BS, and oh, they're all a, bunch of, all a bunch of cowards because they refuse to vote on anything. Well, I, I have a feeling that it was included in, gosh, I can't remember the legislation, but uh, the, the Constitution makes it pretty clear that the president can respond to an immediate threat. Um, and I think, it, you know what's unbelievable to me? You could not convince me of this. In fact, you couldn't convince a think any thinking person of this was that Soleimani wasn't planning anything that would blow up and kill Americans and American allies. That's an impossibility. That's what he did for a living. Now, one argument that's being made by by people who need to criticize Trump but are smart and honest enough to not go full-on Adam Schiff, I'm a liar, what they're saying is, well, that was true six months ago and true a month ago, and it'll, it would have been true three months ago. So why now? Why now? And then they usually go to the true, the true punchline of the month. Ricky Gervais was almost this funny last night, and we'll play you more of his stuff because it's just great. But even funnier than Ricky Gervais was the idea that Trump did this to distract from impeachment. Yeah. A notion I find hilarious. No, What impeachment? Stop it. And Nobody cares. To the extent that anybody cares, they think it's, it's an embarrassment. And why would you do it now if, if that was the case anyway? Right. He's, he's in the winning seat now. Well, right, yeah. If you were going to do that sort of thing, uh, weeks ago, months ago, would have been the time. Yeah, you Definitely know, not now. Our theme this morning is flipping the news back on after, you know, a couple of weeks more or less away from it. And uh, and the other thing that struck me is just, just crazy. And it's so useful to get away from something, you know, and reapproach it. But what really struck me was how seriously they're still taking the moment-to-moment impeachment discussions on the cable news. Just stop it. Nobody, 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 nobody brought up impeachment to me once. On my vacation, and I made the rounds. You know, everybody brought up Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh, really? <laughs> That's funny. Sixty Minutes was big on that last night. Ah, but nobody brought up impeachment. Not once. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Came up. Yeah. Well, it's a running joke. Now, keep in mind, I was amongst my uh, my kids uh, and their friends and, and boyfriends and that sort of thing a lot, and they're in their twenties. That's the sort of thing people in their 20s talk about and joke about, but uh, yeah. Um, Sure as hell wasn't impeachment. One final question before we take a break, and then we can play some Ricky Gervais, because he's pretty darn funny last night, is, uh, so is the beard a 2020 thing? Is that, you're sticking with that, or is that just a didn't Uh, get around to shaving? Number one, this is the first time in the history of the show any man has noticed anything about any other man. Um, Well, a consultant did tell us specifically (laughs) several years ago. This is not made up. I'm not making this up. A consultant did tell us. You need to talk more about yourselves. For instance, Joe, I didn't know you had a beard. Right. So Joe and I have been saying ever since we met with that consultant, yeah. we need to talk about our facial hair more. Right. <laughs> and he'd, he'd listen to like an hour of the show. He's like, y- you never mentioned you have a beard. <laughs> but wait, in what context? I think you should work it in on the tens, like traffic and weather together. <laughs> Still beard. <laughs> and I'm going to rock the beard for a while. Uh-huh. We'll see. Is there a reason for it? No, not really. 
I, I didn't shave for like three, four days, then thought, no, I'm not going to shave today either. You're trying to throw off facial recognition software? or <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm Chips trying to dig do. dig it, or... It, it, you know, it, you got a nasty scar you don't want people to know about? It could or be. Or a tattoo. Tattoo? Yes, it, he got a facial tattoo. Really drunk, got a facial tattoo. It could be that I gained six pounds in our two-week vacation, did you and actually? I'm trying to disguise it. That's not the reason. But did you gain six pounds? I did. Wow. I, I appear to have. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> well... You appear to have your weight. Your weight can vary. Oh, that reminds me. I may have a substitute for the fat clip going forward, Michael. Um, a historic change. I appear to have. You'll weigh yourself one day, and then the next day you're a pound and a half less or more or whatever. Your weight varies a fair amount sure. day to day. So it needs to be confirmed with further data. Sure, but it's, but, a, it's in the. It's a possibility. Well, I uh, you read on the scale six pounds heavier than you have in the past. So. Let me put it to you this way. I have a like a, a, a wind shirt jacket thingy that you might use to play golf, for instance. It's way too big. I'm sorry, it was way too big. <laughs> I put it on. I'm like, hey, this fits pretty good. Wait a minute. Wait, this, no, is, my, this is my fat guy jacket. <laughs> uh, that's a good thing to bring up because I think probably a lot of people are in that category. Oh, well, and yeah. a lot of people rededicated to uh, getting in shape starting the new year, as people do every single year. Yep. I do want to talk about New Year's resolutions later, because that's always entertaining. Always. Among other things on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. More about the biggest story of the last while, and that's uh, the bombing that Iranian dude. And we'll talk with Mike Lyons, our military strategist, a little later, and what that means for you know, possible military action, or more of it, or less of it, or whatever. We got a couple of texts before we get to Ricky Gervais on the Golden Globes, which is hilarious. These texts are not going to be as funny as Ricky Gervais. Welcome back to SoCal. That's right. We're on KBC Los Angeles starting today. Very exciting. Hello, LA. Um, so somebody happy that we're uh, back on in Los Angeles. Hola, from, LA. from a fagafee named Jeremy. That's a friend of Armstrong and Getty over fifteen years. Hey, Jeremy, thanks, is that what fagafee means? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for finding us on uh, KBC. Uh, welcome back, guys. Woke up early to listen to you drinking coffee and cuddling with my five-week-old son. Can't get much oh, better than this. In life, oh so that's my cool. gosh! God bless you. Very enjoy cool. that. My big kids flew in, flew out. So enjoy it while you got it. And uh, and another suggestion for a motto for the year: beards aplenty in twenty twenty. Huh. That's good. That's good. I, just, I, I don't know that I want to be obligated. But never mind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so I had forgotten that the Golden Globes were last night because uh, I don't care about award shows. They are flipping stupid. Oh, I care about them. You know, I despise them. When I was younger, I, I was into them. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and, and I'm, I'm embarrassed to, to say this. But I would, I would look at the Hollywood royalty and, and feel like, oh, my God, those are such special people. And it mattered to me, and I just now I know why my dad rolled his eyes when I'd watch that stuff when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It's so annoying. But Ricky Gervais, they hired to be the um, uh, the MC now and then. This was his last time last night. He felt like he could say anything, and we'll just play for it, part of it for you here. Hello, and welcome to the 77th Annual Golden Globe Awards, live from the Beverly Hilton Hotel here in Los Angeles. I'm Ricky Gervais. Thank you. Um, He's drinking beer, by the way. You'll, you'll be pleased to know this is the last time I'm hosting these awards, so I don't care anymore. Um, 
I'm joking. I never did. Um, <laughs> NBC clearly don't care either. Fifth time. So, I mean, Kevin Hart was fired from the Oscars because of some offensive tweets. Hello. <laughs> Lucky for me, the Hollywood foreign press can barely speak English. And they've no idea what Twitter is. So, I got offered this gig by fax. So, let's go with a bang. Let's have a laugh at your expense, shall we? <laughs> Remember, they're just jokes. We're all going to die soon, and there's no sequel. So, yeah, remember that. Um, but you all look lovely, all doled up. You came here in your limos. I came here in a limo tonight, and the license plate was made by Felicity Huffman. So, no, shush. It's her, it's her daughter I feel sorry for, okay? That must be the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to her. And her dad was in Wild Hogs. So... <laughs> Lots of big celebrities here tonight. I mean, legends, icons, yeah? Look, at this table alone. Uh, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. But... <laughs> Baby Yoda. Uh, oh, that's, that's Joe Pesci, sorry. Um, I love you, man. Don't have me whacked. Um, but tonight isn't just about the people in front of the camera. In this room are some of the most important TV and film executives in the world. People from every background, but they all have one thing in common. They're all terrified of Ronan Farrow. <laughs> He's coming for you. He's coming for you. Look, talking of all you perverts, it was a big year... It was a big year for paedophile movies. Um, surviving R. Kelly, Leaving Neverland, Two Popes... <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Many talented people of colour were snubbed in major categories. Um, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about that. The Hollywood foreign press are all very, very racist. So, fifth time. So, we were going to do an in memoriam this year, but when I saw the list of people that had died, it wasn't diverse enough. It just, no. It was mostly white people, and I thought, nah, not on my watch. So, maybe next year. Let's, let's see what happens. <laughs> no one cares about movies anymore. No one goes to cinema. No one really watches network TV. Everyone's watching Netflix. This show should just be me coming out going, well done, Netflix, you win. Everything. Good night. But no, no, we've got to drag it out for three hours. You could binge watch the entire first season of Afterlife instead of watching this show. That, that's a show about a man who wants to kill himself because his wife dies of cancer. And it's still more fun than this. Okay? <laughs> Spoiler alert, um, season two is on the way. So in the end, he obviously didn't kill himself. Just like Jeffrey Epstein. Shut up! I know he's your friend, but I don't care. <laughs> yes! You had to make your own way here, in your own plane, didn't you? Right. But, m seriously, most films are awful. Lazy. Remakes. Sequels. I've heard a rumour that there might be a sequel to Sophie's Choice. I mean, that'd just be Meryl Streep going, well, it's got to be this one, then. <laughs> Oh, 
all the best actors have jumped to Netflix and HBO, you know. And the actors who just do Hollywood movies now do fantasy adventure nonsense. They wear masks and capes and really tight costumes. Their job isn't acting anymore. It's going to the gym twice a day and taking steroids, really. <laughs> have, we got a, have we got an award for most ripped junkie? No. <laughs> no point. We know he'd win that. Um, Martin Scorsese, the greatest living director, made the news for his controversial comments about the Marvel franchise. He said they're not real cinema and uh, they remind him of theme parks. I agree. Although I don't know what he's doing hanging around theme parks. He's not big enough to go on the rides, is he? <laughs> wow. The, you hate to end on that one. The, uh, <laughs> the Epstein joke, fantastic. I mean, just that sort of thing. You Listen, gotta love that. And, and we decided to run a big chunk of that, and we didn't get to the very best part, which we'll do for you in a couple of minutes. But that's where he tells him not to make any friggin' political speeches. Uh, Mike Lyons knows so much about all things military, and we love talking to him whenever there's a well, there's a military story, and we got a heck of a military story going on right now between us and Iran. Yeah, we'll see how military it gets. Text line is always 415-295-KFTC on the Armstrong and Getty Show. 